Welcome back to episode 175 of the Block Runner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Ayman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Ayman and I discuss how large ordinal projects are joining forces and the potential ramifications that could result. Next, we examine how Animoca will affect the Bitcoin metaverse space. Then we look back at our interview with the CEO of Xverse and the issues with indexers. And finally, we explain how the historical pattern of analog to digital will transform the virtual space. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 175 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's going on, dude? And on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. All right, dude. So we're back. It's been a week. A lot of stuff has happened over the week. And uh, Token 2049, Ordinal, yeah. a.k.a. Ordinal Summit rebrand. I guess we didn't get the memo or something, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, we've, been, we've been talking about whenever the first, you know, big Ordinals showdown occurs, it'd be nice to be there, right? But yeah, I guess we weren't aware. They that, jumped the gun. You think so? Well, too, I think it's about, it's probably appropriate. There's enough of a community and enough happening in the ecosystem, right? Like people should be out there kind of like showcasing their, their contributions. I would think so. Stuff. I would think so. It's just, uh, I think they took advantage and they're like, let's rebrand this a little bit. And Well, it's it's kind of like a satellite event from my understanding, I guess, because mm. the, the, the bigger umbrella event is token 2049. Correct. So this is happening in Singapore as we speak, yeah. right? Real yeah. time. So this, these things happen in this industry, right? Like people get together, like everything starts off small, right? So this ordinals yeah. gathering. Dude, yeah. remember the Bitcoin conference way back in the day where it was like Andreas Antonopoulos giving his grand speech as he does, yeah. very good at it. Yeah. And then it, it pans out and there's like six people in the audience. There's like tons of empty chairs. <laughs> What? Yeah, I wonder when that was, like 2010 or something, 2011? Yeah, it was really freaking early. Yeah. Everybody had like those anonymous masks on probably. Pretty much. Actually, you know what? Domo showed up to this yeah. as a Danon. Yeah, that's right. Which is, I mean. He had a full mask or at least looked like a bandit. Yeah, you got to preserve, I guess, your, uh, your uh, I don't know, your anonymity even like in real time. I wonder, so, I wonder how that works logistically. Like, what? Do you show up with your mask on from the airport? Like while you're on the plane? <laughs> you mean? <laughs> like there's no traceability at all. It's like, yeah. you know what? You know, there's some, some he's footage. Going, he's going back to Houston. Yeah. yeah. You just see him like on an airport camera, like walking through. It's like, oh, that's that's him. Yeah. Because certain TSA has a problem with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. I don't think you could just walk around the airport with. Well, we, we used to go, you know, 2020 masks on all true. the time, right? Yeah, there's like a COVID resurgence, apparently. Or at least that's what the government's telling yeah, us. Yeah, I just feel like if you're going to show up, <laughs> I, I think you you risk your anonymity. And because if people want to know who you are, they'll follow you to the airport. And you take off the mask, you snap a shot, and it's over. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just feels a little ridiculous in a, in, in a sense. Like you show up in physical form, mm. but like you just, like I, I don't know, dude. Like what are you hiding from, <laughs> you know? Shit, if you want to re remain but, anonymous, you'd put on like that muscle suit, like under your shirt. It's like you present yourself like real huge. Or you just like show up like on a video call or something, you know? I mean, yeah. Unless it's just like, you know, um, theater arts or whatever you call it. Like, a, yeah. Not theater it arts. It could be, it could be sort of like a social experiment or something like that, right? Yeah. But I mean, also, I guess 
the whole anon thing does like it, it adds some kind of value to you mm-hmm. in certain respects right the whole batoshi blockamoto thing mm-hmm. great little name Great, like uh, nobody really knows the true identity of who the hell came up with the bitmap theory and stuff like that. Same thing with Satoshi Nakamoto. So yeah, it's yeah. just definitely split down the middle, right? Like whether or not Anon founders like add or detract value from something. Yeah, I just think, dude. We've had this be- conversation before, like a long time ago. Remember? Yeah, no, I I, I get it. I, I you're think- on the, you're in the camp of like no no Anons, right? Because it's too risky. Uh, so. I'm in the camp of no anons until the technology is there, right? Until we have like on-chain identities mm-hmm. that you can attribute on-chain identity reputation. With, with reputation. Yeah. That's a great point. And so not until then, I don't think it makes sense to have like yeah. anonymous unless you're trying to protect yourself from like the government to a certain degree, which I agree with. Yeah, there's that. And, and in this case, like for Domo specifically, there isn't like a ruggability like element to this. That's true. There isn't. Yeah. So he just set forth like a standard, a framework. Yeah. And so there's there's really no risk of him remaining anonymous, right? It's like, yeah, yeah what are you going to do? What's the implication though? Like, you know, don't don't come up with standards, son, or we're going to put you to jail. <laughs> Maybe. Like, what is this like just, you know, changes everything. What do you think the, how the, uh, the world's elites would have responded if they found out like who, uh, who Satoshi was? Yeah. I think uh, considering like the disruptive potential of all of this Web3 crypto economy, I think everyone, all the elites would have faded Bitcoin just like everyone else did when they first heard about it. No, I know, but I'm talking about like nowadays. Like nowadays? Yeah. I don't think it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you like snipe Satoshi, <laughs> like Bitcoin's not like, going to like disappear. You can't JFK Satoshi? Yeah, you can't. You can. Even if you did, it wouldn't matter. It yeah. it would make Bitcoin even more valuable if, if that happened. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, depends. Like, it depends, I guess, on how much uh, influence you're kind of like, you know, disseminating with your own words and thoughts and stuff. I feel like this whole anonymous Satoshi thing was just like a happenstance. Uh, yeah. Lost keys situation. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Right. Because who has, who has like the wherewithal to... Hold access to what ten billion dollars mm-hmm. right now, and not like spend a, a dime. Yeah, I, I I definitely there's probably like not a human on earth who would like not succumb to that kind of like pressure. Man, I mean it would be pretty difficult for most people to like not even like fuck around with it once, unless you're just like already super wealthy. Yeah, from previous endeavors. Yeah, but or you're not human. Even if you're super wealthy, I don't think you have like billions of dollars liquid. I know, but you know the ramifications. I guess like if some of it moves around, it's like sure. somehow the whole thing is like fucked. Yeah, I so think kind of so. like a lose lose. You know, no matter what, like yeah, I'm gonna like try and liquidate. You know, just 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 a hundred thousand, please. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's <laughs> just over. a couple of bitcoins, guys. Like let me let me have some fun. You yeah. know, I'm trying to go on vacation, <laughs> and they just like s- sells, dumps a little bit, and yeah, that hundred k, it's not worth like yeah dust yeah but is that really the case like is I, I don't know maybe this is like a pure speculation do people really give that much of a fuck that this the founder of this thing i is think like, at first it would and then it would just go back to normal yeah it'd be like yeah market panic yeah it would panic exactly yeah it would go back to normal return it'd be like a fucking buy opportunity of a lifetime probably yeah but then you're always afraid that satoshi's gonna dump on everybody right <laughs> 
I guess that's true. I guess that's where the fear stems from, right? Because he owns like 10% or something of the supply or something like that. Something close, like over a million Bitcoin. Which could literally flood the whole fucking thing. Yeah. That's true. I guess there is that component. I forgot about that. So I guess it's valid to be scared of Satoshi. But if you think about it, Satoshi mined Bitcoin as equally as anyone else is mining Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. He just happened to be first because he he brought it forth, right? So I, I think if anyone should sell... Bitcoin should be Satoshi and everybody should be okay with it. Mm. Interesting. I would think. Well, I mean, there definitely are a lot of Anon founders in this ordinal space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But almost everybody we've talked to who's like working on something has been anonymous. Correct. The only like really non-anonymous like founders, I guess, is like the experts, uh, Ken, yeah. Ken Lau, right? Ken Lau, yeah. And then, you know, we got some bitmap devs and stuff who are, you know, docs like uh, IMSO Chris and ourselves and stuff like that. But the mm-hmm. majority are definitely, they want to remain anonymous, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like our next interview guest who, whoever decides to come on, it's like a good question to ask. Like, why you guys, you know, not want to be public with your identity? I f- feel like we did ask Archimedes that. I think it was like before the interview though, but. True. Yeah. It's just kind of like his response is just because I want to, bruh. Yeah. And that's because why not? Perfectly legit. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Anyways, back to Domo and this conference, dude. So I I don't know. Like, this is a, this is interesting. I've been kind of waiting to see this happen, like a little bit more like community formation, I guess. And we haven't gone to too many conferences like this. We've been to like a couple. Yeah. We need to go to the, the ordinals conference. Well, whenever, whoever sets that up. So you don't think this is qualifies? No, so you, you called it. It's a satellite event. I know, but right now it's called the Ordinal Summit. That's kind of like piggybacking on some ginormous yeah. event in Singapore. But, you know, by this time next year, it's going to have its own damn For thing. Sure. And it's going to be sure. called Ordinal Summit, most likely. Yeah, which is fine. You know, this is how like ETH yeah. Denver probably like started out and shit like that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of, I don't know. I feel a little bit of FOMO, I guess. Just like missing out on all these talks. But we are getting leaks of like... um. I guess unveils that are coming from this event. Yeah. We were talking about one just now. It's like a just kind of like a a cartel forming. Yeah. Around this whole indexing uh something is definitely afoot here. Yeah. I and and I say cartel not like as like some sort of implication. <laughs> yeah. It's just a really kind of like paint a the picture. Formalized group of uh aligned Aligned uh, actors, right? Actors, there you go. Yeah, these are these aren't like some small fish. Yeah, these are some big, you know, big players. Yeah, these aren't nobodies. Correct. So, what are they doing, dude? What do you what do you think's happening here? All right. So, Trevor and many others have been tweeting about this. um, You know, here in the last, I don't know, couple hours, it says Alex Lab BTC just announced a decentralized on-chain BRC twenty indexer is nearing launch. Mm. Partnership with Domo. OKX, Unisat, Hero, and Best, what is this? Best in <laughs> Slots? Best Ordinal Aggregator and Explorer. Hmm. That's that's one I'm not familiar with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, somehow they made the cartel cut, dude. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> but nonetheless, there's definitely some sort of collaborative effort here, you know, because this is a big problem. Ever since we got deeply involved, or not even involved, like deeply aware of like um, what's going on in Ordinals and BRC20s, mm-hmm. This whole indexing conversation is like a a persistent one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it always man. is. It, it it has been. You know, um, 
who was it? I, I think we were talking to Ken Lau and we were talking about indexing and how yeah. he sees the similar problems that we see. And like, do we yeah. be our own indexer or yeah. do we like ask for help from other indexers? Like, what do we do? Yeah. And, uh, and I asked him, I was like, what, what should happen? What do you think should happen? He was like, we need an indexer of indexers. Mm. And so I take a look at this picture. Um, and I'm assuming this is a PowerPoint slide that somebody kind of took. Yeah. And it says here, Leverages the unique nature of stacks as Bitcoin layer two to drive decentralized consensus on BRC20 indexing. Mm. So this is interesting because I was getting the sentiment that BRC20, like the standard, is very not fun to work with. Uh and it and yeah. It, and it almost seemed that this needed some sort of update to increase its functionality. Well, but, yeah. But uh I don't know. But it it, it implies that there's going to be heavy players adopting the BRC20 standard. Or at least like pushing it, right? Or pushing it, yeah. Even though like, yeah, like you're saying, it might be technically inferior, which it is to a lot of like yeah, um, I mean, follow-up, I guess, attempts at creating some sort of fungible token standard. Yeah, the only reason why I say that is because, you know, Benny, he comes out with uh, tap tokens and tap protocols. Mm -hmm. And with that functionality, he's able to increase... Yeah, build on top of the BRC20 standard with his own standard. Tap. Tap. Correct. Yeah, and then we see the efforts of, like, you know, the Yoshi team. And yeah, the, exactly. The like, they're, they're trying to... Yeah, there is this, like, sentiment in the air. It's like, yeah, we, we want to make, you know, the tokens on Bitcoin a little more smart. Yeah, do something. Smarter, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, but so it just can, seems... can that not just... Can that not be done, though, like, by fully leveraging stacks and this whole smart contract? Oh, yeah. Right yeah, absolutely. So, so let's it talk about that. It kind of seems like a prelude, like... You know, it's yeah. This whatever this organization, this effort, this cartel, whatever. Yeah, that probably is like the end game. Is like we're just gonna like force everything to stacks. You know. Yeah, but there's some issues with that, and okay. we'll we'll, yeah. we'll I'll show you here. So BRC twenty events are validated by a group of pre-approved off-chain indexers. Okay. So that you have to qualify. Yeah. To be part of this like ecosystem, this integration. Qualified by who? Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> So who does the qualification and why and yeah, you know it's how probably it's got to be stacks, right? I'm thinking or like uh, this initial group of uh, whoever's formulating this concept, which is which is heavily influenced by stacks and Alex Labs. And, yeah, this whole pre-approved thing. I mean, it's it goes against this word decentralized. So agreed. Yeah. Well, I guess depending on implementation, of course. Yeah. Not. Yeah. And that that, that seems to be like a. A common occurrence in Web three, it's like the yeah. overuse of the word decentralized. Even though, like that's that might true. that might be like a future goal or objective, yeah. it's like eventually, like get get off the ground some sort of a. I agree. System. We need to be we need to be intellectually honest when we're talking about our products. Yeah, we have to be clear as to what it is and not what it's going to be. Um, well, unless you say, yeah, like, this, this is, is what going it is to be. Yeah, this is what it is right now. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. We've done some cool shit, right? Yeah. Us, Unisat, OKX, we're ballers. Right. We've done a lot to this point. You should kind of trust us in a way, right? Yeah, we're gonna... it's cool. You're using it already, right? What? Yeah, Unisat, for example. Yeah, Unisat. A lot of people use OKX. Mm -hmm. And whatever the other like uh, entities or actors that are supporting all this, right? So and that, they will be the pre-approved off-chain indexers because they're already yeah. indexing things for us. Correct, right? correct. So it's like, okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of trust there. Yeah. But at some point, we're going to, you know, distribute this down the line. And Correct. Eliminate some of that need for trust. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, like you're saying, that's more honest. And 
I feel like it's uh yeah, just removed decentralized and more like a centralized, decentralized to be or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> decentralized to be consensus yeah. on BRC twenty. There you go. Yeah. So um But outside of that, okay. Because we you understand like the indexing issue pretty pretty well. Yeah. Right? I mean I think about it probably too often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kinda sick of it really. I bet, dude. Actually I'm kinda surprised by that. I thought you were like loved this stuff. <laughs> Um, you know, I, mean, I know you like to solve problems, period. Yeah, for sure. And this is a big one. This is, <laughs> this is a big one. This is a pretty big problem for sure. <laughs> yeah. So I thought like you go to sleep, like fantasizing about the next like breakthrough solution is like, dude, this is. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not <laughs> fantasizing about all problems. Right. Of course not, dude. Who right. the fuck? That's exactly that's too much stress. Yeah. It's, it's going to kill you. So, so the indexing one, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's. You know, once you're past the indexing part, let's, let's assume that's figured out. Yeah. There's a lot more cool stuff oh, happening. Oh, fuck yeah. Right? And so those are the problems that I'm inherently more interested in. Yeah, but it's like one of these, it's it's like kind of like the same thing we were confronted with by developing in the metaverse space. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of this, a lot of like waiting around for people, waiting around to see like who's going to fix these big problems. Yeah. Correct. And then we, we did that and then we saw like, it doesn't look like anybody's actually like aware right. of what the problems to fix. It's like, okay, I guess we got to figure out how to solve this stuff. Yeah. You know, focus our resources and development efforts towards that. So here we are now in the ordinal space, you know, and it, it seems like eerily similar, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But I guess in this case, somebody is addressing the core issue, right? So yeah. Through cartel forming, I well, suppose. Yeah, I guess whatever you want to label it as, but this definitely seems like a powerful enough force to where it probably is like, you know. And it seems like a cool design. So let's let's talk about okay. the design here. So on-chain indexer verifies the event through stacks and accepts and rejects them. Wallets and dApps can query on-chain indexer for valid events. So so take a look at this. So we have we have off-chain indexers, sort of like track, uh, Alex Labs, um, so contributing to this smart contract based on chain indexer. Now, to be clear, I'm not sure what this looks like unless it looks like the graph. What do you mean by that? Because I don't know what the mechanics and the logic is for an on chain indexer, mm. uh, but because it's connected to stacks, I'm sure there's not a, a whole lot of overhead here that that's going to make things expensive just to like query on chain data. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway. This smart contract-based on-chain indexer is interfacing with the Stacks chain, right? Mm -hmm. Sidechain. Yeah. And it's also interfacing with wallets and dApps. Mm -hmm. And then Stacks is the one interfacing with the Bitcoin blockchain, as it has been doing since like 2013. Something like that. 2014, 2013. Yeah. It's been a while, yeah. So, uh, so the way that I understand this is that Bitcoin in this like image here, Bitcoin's perspective, all we're doing is just sending sats to each other. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right. There's nothing, nothing crazy happening. It's just Satoshi's pretty easy to like interpret. Yeah. That's like, all that's happening. We right? all understand what's going on with Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. So, so stacks is picking up all that information. It's like sats are going from one location to another. Yeah. And then here's this new thing, right? It's called ordinals mm -hmm. and Hey, those sats are, that are being moved around, they're actually representing pictures and ah. text and yeah. all this other stuff. And like, we're, we're going to be the guys who recognize the pictures and the text, and we're mm. going to supply that information to this smart contract based on chain indexer. Okay. And so as you have Satoshis being sent around, there's another portion of those Satoshis that are actually ordinals. 
And so both of these pieces of data get fed into this on-chain indexer and your wallet now has like, you have Bitcoin and then you have like ordinals and pictures mm. and all that stuff. Right. So it's a pretty reasonable design stack here. Okay. And like, what what is the ultimate, like, because like we were saying in the beginning, this doesn't like add, I mean, it's just the fact that there's a smart contract like process that on the second layer, like that's what kind of like uh, adds to this decentralization dilemma of indexing or yeah, I what mean, is like the big main like value add for this? It's like now all off-chain indexers are just kind of like. Um, that's true. What's their incentive to contribute to this? I guess it, it's like a, an alignment type deal right so then we can have well, more consistency across yeah. indexers is that what it is well i guess i guess here it is so yeah. you have your own indexer because you're doing something with pictures right and so you yeah. need you need indexing i got hella frogs to to, right. to, to inscribe yeah and know? and not only that not only do you have hella frogs but <laughs> yeah. you need to tell others what's happening in your ecosystem right right so you're you're a participant of this off-chain indexer I okay. am supporting the bitmap ecosystem and there's a lot of stuff happening on the bitmap ecosystem. I'm indexing all that stuff. Mm. And I also have to supply that. So we're not necessarily in competition, but we need like a single source of like data query, mm. which is this smart contract on chain indexer. So it simplifies it, I guess, for the developers. Like you don't have to individually hit up yeah. these indexers one by one. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah, going to make like DAP development much more seamless. Correct. Because yeah your wallet dApp needs to account for all the craziness that's happening in the Ordinals ecosystem. Mm, and they okay. cannot go and like request the data from all these like meta metadata indexers. Correct. So, I mean, mm. we're pre presenting a problem here that's being solved by this like yeah. technology stack. Okay. So, so it's not so much that you and I are indexers and therefore we're competing with each other. No. We are on our own side of the community doing stuff. And we need that stuff to be accessible by wallets and dApps. I mean, doesn't this, yeah, this is very similar to the graph, right? The way you, oh, yeah. you, you broke down the 100%. graph to me like years ago. 100%. And I was I equally, remember it I was, like it was yesterday. <laughs> I was equally as confused <laughs> and you were equally as like enthused, torqued, yeah. fully torqued about <laughs> talking about the graph. You know, I was like, was it, why is, what is it about the graph that yeah. like, you're so like interested in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, because I guess, yeah, it solved a big problem. And um, so these off-chain indexers essentially are like individual subgraphs. Yeah, GraphQL, so subgraphs. That's yeah. right. Right. So it's it's up to the, you know, the duty of the indexers to maintain those subgraphs, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's a little less like elegant, no, obviously. Oh, yeah. Way less elegant. This. Yeah, this thing. Yeah, the graph is like, there's way more complexities. There's a lot of like, because it's actually yeah. like an attempt at a decentralized process to maintain all of this type of uh dude that's what dude that's why i'm so <laughs> bullish on the graph like the more we talk about it i was like it feels juice. like you're the only one though it does feel like that <laughs> even though like it has real utility and real use yeah like we we've used it in the past and it, it yeah. fucking works yeah we've used it organically not because anybody was pushing it. it was just like it was the solution yeah it was needed and then we were developing something and like you know our developer was like you know this shit is yeah. good. It's like, I needed this. Yeah. This is the only way we could do this. It's like using GraphQL. So essentially, yeah, you're right. We did have this conversation with Ken Lau, uh, CEO of Xverse. It's like, yeah, yeah, we're all kind of like perpetually stuck in this like infrastructure stage until we get past this point. Yeah. So and, yeah. That's, that's funny you bring them up because I was thinking it's like, you know, we're talking about cartels and it's like, 
I don't see Xverse Wallet part of this list here. Interesting. So Hero and Unisat are. Correct. I guess they didn't make the cut, dude. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we should reach out to Xverse Wallet and create our own cartel. <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> we're just going to tweet that we're in a cartel too, and that's it. Yeah, it's like, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're here too. Partnership with everybody else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel that. I mean, I, I mean, nonetheless, whatever you want to call it. So this is needed. It's a good thing, right? That that yeah, there's collaboration happening, and um, people are putting their heads together to you know yeah. actually address this because otherwise, yeah, we're we're again perpetually stuck in this like static era or something yeah. like you know low liquidity environment for ordinals. Like you know, it's just it's just kind of like it's just ass. Let's just yeah. call it that. Yeah, it is. It is ass, it's but. A lot of that. But we can foresee, like, you know, a much more glorious ass on the horizon. And <laughs> <laughs> we can figure this stuff out, right? Yeah. And, yeah, this, obviously, this is, like, super boring to most people. It's, like, the, te the technicals that five years from now, nobody will ever, like, know even exists on the back end type yeah. shit. I, I'm glad you brought that up because this super boring stuff is important to understand now when it's boring, right? Yeah. Because this is how we understand the value of these things coming together. Yeah. And we're able to predict these things. We, we've made so many predictions that came out true. It's because we understand the problems, the yeah. tech, mm -hmm. how it's going to come together, and like why it comes together and yeah. why it's important. Yeah. And if you understand that, you can uh, place your bets on where the most entertainment is going to be had. That's right. So <laughs> that's the good uh, entertainment index for sure. <laughs> Did you know that we're more than just a YouTube channel? We also built Mscribe, the first inscription platform built from the ground up for the metaverse on Bitcoin. Connect your bitmap ordinals and use our tools to bring your community into the virtual realm. Support us by joining the movement at mscribe.io. Like, comment, and subscribe for the latest alpha. Back to the video. Yeah, you're right. That's. I think that's why I definitely feel a little bit like when we see these things develop, because we, we missed a lot of this on the Ethereum side, right? Yeah. I think the most, as far as like infrastructure to, you know, the Ethereum ecosystem, because we came in around 2019. Yeah. So the biggest thing, I guess we kind of like witnessed unravel or like, you know, uh, you know, fall into place before our eyes was the layer two thing, you mm. know, because there was like equal, like, you know, there was a definite huge problem in the room an elephant in the room was like, dude, he's like, we're all having fun, you know, building NFT projects and stuff yeah. and yeah. trying to build games over here, fucking Hearthstone copycats and stuff like right, that all, right. all on chain. Yeah. But we're definitely creating a problem here. We're clogging everything up. So it's like, come on, devs, figure out a solution. Mm -hmm. So we saw that, but the whole indexing thing was already kind of like in play. So we, it was, yeah. So we didn't really get to see like those little pieces come together, right? Yeah, that would be interesting. I don't think anyone was like, uh, like historically tracking what was the like the yeah, dude, development of Ethereum and yeah, that'd be nice, like a nice little documentary. Somebody, yeah, somebody should maybe we could, like yeah ask for history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, so you like history now, dude. I do. I do have a lot <laughs> of uh, respect for it. I do. There now. you go, dude. Yeah. I wonder why you did it in the past, dude. I guess I don't just, know why it's like science. Yeah. I didn't connect why it was important, why history and learning and understanding history, why it was important to know. Mm, interesting. Even like while you're in school and stuff, you're like, yeah, even just then, faded this history is so completely. boring. It's like, why are we talking about shit hundreds of years ago, a thousand <laughs> years ago? Why? Interesting. See, I never came to that conclusion. What about you, TJ? I'm just curious. Like, 
I love history. There we go. Even even like in high school and fellow shit? history, yeah. bro, dude. Yeah, dude. It's just fascinating. Why? That's it. It's, yeah, it's just fascinating. Though. Well, it's fascinating, but it's also useful. In, in the no, sense but that. was it useful when you were learning it in in high school though? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting to know, like, dude, you know, shit happened before I was even on this earth yeah that is and like it wasn't just like little things <laughs> you know <laughs> it was a lot of stuff happening like we're talking about you know yeah. fucking genocides and whole civilizations yeah. you know birthing and falling and it's like dude so much has happened yeah in, in the span probably like in the universe perspective of blink of an eye like all this oh yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah and now here we are dude talking about fucking you know brc 20s and, and ordinals and stuff i guess i found you know? it hard to connect the reality of history versus like my imagination of of that history because when you're reading the books and you're learning about history you're and they're talking about war you're just imagining it yeah they're just stories to you at the time yeah they're just stories and i, I mean, didn't i didn't connect the story to like an actual tangible physical manifestation of an event really I mean, you could have just like watched a movie or something about it, you know? Yeah, even then. Like Saving Private Ryan, you know? That yeah, I mean, that, movie. that's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, how do you not watch that movie and like want to know more about World War II? It's like, how the fuck did all this get started, dude? Why are dudes like washing yeah. up to on this beach and like getting mowed down by machine guns? Why? Why do we do this? But to you each were other? having those questions <laughs> as a kid, though. Yeah. I was like, what really? the fuck? Well, dude, what happened? And then, yeah, you, you start to investigate and you learn. It's like, oh, dude, yeah. There was like a global depression at some point. And yeah. that led up to a lot of despair. <laughs> and then in those moments, people can kind of like, you know, put out propaganda, like new ideas, you know, while everybody's yeah. like looking Panicking. for something. Yeah. yeah. And then before you know it, somebody very, very evil comes to rise in power and then it gets this close to world domination. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and then in response, we build like nuclear weapons and now we're all like perpetually in a fucked state because <laughs> we're living like a perpetual yeah, gun to gun. our head. Yeah, that's right. Know? Because of our own selves. I don't know. I just never had that question as a kid. I was more like interested in like Counter Strike or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, same. Well, I mean, that's just I don't know. Like, but you you went to school. <laughs> I did. <laughs> right. I did go. You, you're telling me you had no interest in nothing. Zero interest. Well, not in nothing. Yeah. But zero interest in history. Yes. So then, what was the thing in school that like stood out to you? Hmm. Definitely wasn't crypto. Didn't exist. Definitely not. Um. I don't, I don't definitely know. was you had no interest in finance or economics no absolutely not absolutely not yeah i don't it's, know it's kind of weird how you ended up here yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know it's kind of weird huh yeah it is weird <laughs> so you had no interest in this stuff and like here you are dude huh what about but you you did say gaming so it makes sense that you're here you know pushing this metaverse uh yeah i definitely spent a lot of time gaming same like same here dude it was so much where i don't even remember like a good you know five or six years because it's too much into like <laughs> counter-strike and what else five or six years huh those are rookie numbers yeah, I was about to say, try like 15 20 dude <laughs> <laughs> try like my whole like adolescence like it's just a blur because all i remember is like hot summers playing world of warcraft sticking to my chair yeah. like <laughs> that's what i remember dude it's like fuck so yeah, I, I, that's the thing we definitely shared as far as like you know experience. So yeah, that makes sense. Right. That's why we're we're so yeah, foolish. But, but you you were still asking questions about history, and I was not. That's I guess 
the crux of the conversation. I guess I'm just that much cooler than you, dude. I don't know. <laughs> when you ask deep questions about like things like science and stuff. And oh, yeah. Physics I, was, and I was always interested in science. I, I mean, I, I majored in it, but I really was never really that interested in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I guess my my deeper inquiries, like you were asking why why history and what happened. I was more like, why does this work like this? Like, why, why does, what do you mean mass has gravity? Like, why? Hmm. You know, yeah. light, light speed is the fastest thing that we could ever, you know, <laughs> measure. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So those were my questions. How then, how did all those questions not lead you to like, you know what? There has to be a God. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, we're going into like a religion. Yeah, and now we're going deeper, dude. I know. That's the thing that we're kind of like re-exploring like our, the existential existential angst of like yeah like late adolescence yeah because I remember those times dude they were fucking weird and dark <laughs> they were weird <laughs> yeah I was like dude what yeah you know I, I'm sure everybody experienced that at some point in their right, life like right. all of a sudden your brain just becomes too self aware yeah too conscious and you're like oh shit like what the hell's going on out here? yeah you're trying to where look, am I you're Why trying to look here? for the shit that matters yeah and that's not easy to find yeah and you definitely can't get like too rat caught into that like either right it's better just to kind of like because then almost nothing matters <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> way to like melt everything in like one line dude it's like nothing matters but yeah that's that's like nihilism right it's like yeah. a whole like branch of philosophy yeah nihilism could actually be good yeah like if you leverage it correctly oh yeah i could also like it's like nihilism is like well if i don't do this you know uh if i'm gonna die anyway might as well do it yeah, but that could be like interpreted very, yeah, yeah, a million different ways. Double-edged sword. It's like you know what? Every, nothing matters. Like, why can't I just like kill everybody around me? Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> like, oops. It's like yeah. probably shouldn't put that out there, dude. So right. he's definitely gone off track. Yeah. <laughs> We're off the rails here. Yeah. I know, dude. Yeah, we have, well, it's because we we've been doing a lot of interviews and stuff lately, yeah. so we yeah, haven't yeah. had a chance to just like like talk it out. Just, just <laughs> like have a get the angst out. Yeah, yeah. we've been busy, dude. Have a sesh have a sesh <laughs> yeah we definitely needed a sesh so uh back to so speaking of gaming in the metaverse right right <laughs> there's been some big developments over the week uh yes i mean i i, I wouldn't necessarily well, call this a development it's just it's more like speculation and likelihood yeah whenever the headline hit that um animoca brands was um investigating i guess or exploring the potential of the metaverse on bitcoin so we made a video about that earlier in the week because mm-hmm. that caught our attention obviously right it's like because we we don't we understand yeah the gravity of animoca brands yeah they're a force yeah they you know we're talking about physics they have a lot of mass something they, they have a lot of gravity they have a lot of electromagnetism yeah a lot of pool right <laughs> they do they do and we've witnessed like like we watched them like you said we came around 2019 and they were like a like a baby at that stage, I would say. Like they, they did have their hands on a lot of things, like the sandbox, yeah, and like different like NFT things and games and stuff like that. Probably Axie Infinity too. Yeah, I remember looking at them way before they were involved in Axie Infinity, and they had a bunch of IP that was like yeah. relatively small. Like, uh, yeah, I, I thought so too. And but they were make they were definitely like the most staunch like person like actor in the room in support of nfts and yeah. the metaverse and and they had a they had a pretty strong reputation with like the investment community like yeah. everybody like all the investors were talking about animoca is like yeah you got to pay attention to them agreed so yeah we literally watched them like 
as like a, a little larva and like they yeah. fucking metamorphosized. Yeah, it's whatever, pretty incredible. Right before our eyes. Yeah, it's pretty incredible seeing it because they're worth six billion now. Yeah, like within like four years. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. This is definitely one of the darlings of the Web three space. Yeah, hundred percent. Animoca brands. Yeah, they're they're definitely a force. Um, yeah. So they're they were going to a panel and they're talking about it's called the Bitcoin metaverse. And we, we saw that and we we're like, I wonder what that means. What is that? Yeah. And, uh, and First, yeah. as far as we can see, there's no other Bitcoin metaverse other than Big Bitmap. Yeah. But you know what? I think, I think maybe. So, yeah, we put out the speculation, right? Like, once mm -hmm. we saw the headlines, we're like tweeting it out. It's like, this has to mean that they're looking at Bitmap, right? Yeah. What else could it possibly mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if not, then if they're exploring, eventually at some point, they're going to come face to face with it. Yeah. They're gonna watch and, our podcast. So like, well, yeah, and then see the the vigor the vigor behind the community on Twitter. Yeah, they're gonna become aware. So it's kind of like, what's gonna be their response? Do we think? Well, there's two options. They become aware and adopt, or they become. Well, I guess three options. They become aware and adopt. They become aware and they fade. Or they just completely do their own thing and they don't even how like, would they adopt it. though what do you mean like what do you i don't mean? know just build for it right they're talking about yatsu in this ted talk he talks about an open metaverse i mean it's in the background <laughs> yeah right so how more open can you be other than what what's been presented with bitmap yeah but then what, what, but once you actually watch that ted talk he he talks more about the the components outside just the 3d spatial stuff true yes He's kind of like wrapping an umbrella, like everything that's been kind of developed in Web3 up until this point is yeah. at some point going to manifest into the metaverse. Like, yeah, DeFi, yeah, everything that is all the metaverse. So that's components of an open metaverse. Yeah, we were having this conversation. It was like, that's fun to say, right? Yeah, it's cool to say that everything that's been happening is part of the metaverse. Mm -hmm. But what does it look like? That's really what people are wondering when they when they inquire about the metaverse. So um, it can't be just like Web3 DeFi and call it the metaverse. Like, what does that look like? What, what is the difference with DeFi today and the metaverse with DeFi? Uh, right? And so yeah. my point is people are wondering what, what that looks like. And it could be, you know, a 3D space, just like we're kind of accustomed to. It could be what Apple's envisioning, where it's like, it's the internet, except spatially. Yeah, but I think it's like less, imp well... Probably more challenging to put like a visual like definition yeah. on the metaverse, right? Because I think it is going to be like infinite in scope and interpretation. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think what he's identifying here is like really the killer breakthrough of the opportunity of the metaverse is like economic liberation for human beings. Yeah. Right. Or at least like a new avenue for that to happen to occur. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's probably like one of the main reasons why we're so deeply interested and personally invested. Yeah. You know, because so, we see that we've been seeing that opportunity, right? Yeah, because if you watch our video talking about Yatsu and, and Animoca and mm -hmm. Bitcoin, we were talking about how taking um, like the Internet, uh, the geographical um, limitations that we have. Correct. And then, yeah, combining that with the metaverse and all of a sudden you have like this digital existence versus yeah. a physical existence, which are limited. Very by, limiting. Yeah, yeah, it's very limited. Yeah. And if you, you take your very limited existence and you virtualize it, all of a sudden it does sort of like a hundred X as we've seen. Or more, yeah. Yeah, or more, as we've seen with anything that goes from analog to digital. 
does at least 100x. <laughs> yeah. And so the potential for the metaverse is is just a, a play on history. It is recognizing what we've seen in the past in mm -hmm. history, seeing analog to digital transform things to 100x, and then just applying it to the, the virtual space. Yeah. And then he also like incorporated something we've also been, we've talked about a lot in the past is like, yeah, the economic opportunity is a big thing. And then once people will start taking notice is whenever like uh, the GDP, I guess, of like these yeah. collective, these yeah, he digital that. societies like start to outcompete like what's happening in the physical world. Right. And it's already technically happening, I guess, if you use this definition that he's yeah. using as a, of the open metaverse. So it's a big deal. See, I, I find that definition or that interpretation of the metaverse weird because you and I can access the DeFi sector of the internet just yeah. like anyone with a website or with uh internet access can access that same website yeah so what what's enabled with the metaverse component to it in my opinion i think what's enabled is like the multiplayer aspect it's it's oh. uh, the mm -hmm. social multiplayer aspect of us you know swapping tokens in mm -hmm. the virtual space together yeah. as weird as that sounds hmm yeah, it's definitely hard to pinpoint exactly. Because, like, cause, I mean, dude, anybody in the world can access DeFi, right? Right. So yeah. what does the metaverse enable? Just a multiplayer component of it. Well, I think it's like, at that point, DeFi just becomes complementary to like the metaverse like mm -hmm. experience in itself, right? Because you're yeah, gonna need, we're going to need like a financial infrastructure yeah. and like, you know, these, these pillars of, uh, you know, monetary exchange and lending, credit, all these things that exist in, the, in our real lives. Yeah. They're going to have to exist in the, in the digital space too. Do you, do you see it more like role-playing? Like, like, uh, cause typically it's like, I need to swap tokens. You go to Uniswap and boom, your tokens are swapped. Mm -hmm. But if we're in the metaverse, we're kind of hanging out We're we're doing what we're doing here, but virtually. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I need to go swap tokens. That means I need to go to a, like a, a teleport, like virtually. And we're going together. We're going to like this kiosk to swap tokens. Like, is that, are we role-playing that, that we have to go to this place versus just typing in uniswap.io and that's it? Well, I mean, possibly. Right? Is this a role-playing thing? <laughs> or Possibly, because you could easily just build in like a something as part of the interface, right? The Where interface, you just, yeah. A pop-up prompt. And it's like, okay, now you have a, yeah, maybe you have a DEX interface at will. Yeah, maybe something as primitive as like swapping tokens. Yeah, that's probably... You know, kind of you look at your virtual watch and there's like your interface of like swapping tokens there. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I like get some kind of gesture, you're like, you know, to pull up like a, a menu of different yeah. you know, apps within yeah. the app of the metaverse. Right. Yeah. Because what makes more sense is that, hey, let's go play this activity or let's go mine this thing. Yeah. And we, you know, do it together as we, you know, talk about the podcast or whatever. Yeah, and I, I guess he's definitely right in the sense like maybe we don't need too much hardcore emphasis on like this whole like super 3d immersion yeah um uh interpretation of the metaverse right and, and right. If, if that's the case then yeah we are actively already in you know an open metaverse ecosystem right and there's different ways i guess to uh, access it and experience yeah. it so yeah yeah i kind of agree with him on that sense you know so that's why animoca has like such a ubiquitous presence right because they're, they're spreading their chips like across that whole landscape yeah but sometimes i feel like um you know, once we start like fading the 3D aspect of the metaverse, yeah, and once we start like normalizing that fade, I, I feel like there's no conviction 
mm-hmm. right? And when there's no conviction, there's it's like the metaverse is all around us already, right? <laughs> right. As soon as the, the word metaverse got popular, it's like Roblox and Minecraft and Facebook and Twitter. They're all metaverses. Correct. It's like, I don't think that's accurate, mm. right? That's just like people piggybacking on the trend. Yeah, but it is like the closest thing we can like really point to as far as, like, again, like these are legitimate digital. I mean, but if you, what what do all those things have in common? They're social. And yeah, like you're saying, the multiplayer element. Yeah, they're multiplayers, but very narrow-minded, very narrow yeah. like functionalities. Yeah, we were just talking about like our own, like, uh, I guess, gaming addiction past. Yeah. Right. So we've already experienced, we don't have to be fully like in a virtual environment, like, Correct. you know, have the 3D tactile experience and everything in order to, yeah. to, for our brains, I guess, to, uh, you know, fully subscribe to that. Yeah. There's a lot of other factors that play that, come, that, you know, come into that. So, yeah. Obviously, the metaverse is like this huge endeavor. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. hard. Right. It's and, very hard. But, that's the point is like now they're exploring this on Bitcoin. So there's a lot. And this is a good signal for a lot of reasons, right? Because. Yeah, it's it's a very similar signal to, you know, uh, investors like Sefermian investing into Xverse Wallet. Mm. And uh, the conviction that they have on the Ordinals ecosystem, it's starting to spread, as we said it would. Yeah. And Amoka and these huge brands, other investors are probably looking to the Ordinals ecosystem as well. Yeah. And so this is just another, th- another kind of step yeah. in that direction. <laughs> Agreed. It's a validation moment for sure. And like it, it definitely should make people way more enthusiastic to build. Yeah. For the Bitcoin ecosystem. There's a lot less, there should be now a lot less hesitation to build. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, we always talk about developers and how tremendously yeah. valuable and useful they are. And like they have to expect some sort of ROI. Yeah. For their efforts, right? Yeah. Otherwise, like they're not going to do it. They're not going to participate and contribute. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, because they shouldn't. Because it's like you know they could do anything really with that with that ability to program and code. You could literally do anything. You could yeah. build anything. So why focus your efforts on you know ordinals or Bitcoin? Yeah, even the community is so still relatively small. Like why you do it? Why because Animoca? Because Fermian like these other investors are putting in money into this space. Yeah. Right. So like the backing is is it's on its way, right? Yeah, it's on its way because that's that's necessary. We see it in all of tech. Yeah, you know, like all these AI startups. That's and right. shit, like that's that's like the honeypot. Yeah, right now, all of a sudden, every single project is an AI project. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're all we all have AI some some kind of spinoff. It's yeah, like, dude, we're gonna AI your 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 cereal in the morning. Yeah, or something. that's right. It's gonna we talk this, to you. Yeah, something. it's gonna console you. And the and the VCs are eating it up, you know, because yeah. there's just that much you know, bullish sentiment. Yeah, for, you, for that sector. I think I think you. Sh- who was it that shared a, a meme uh, from Tremont? Yes, it was. Oh man, can we can we look yeah, at let, it? Let's see if we can find <laughs> it. This is great. Yeah, it's just a nice little. It definitely kind of like hurt me a little bit, hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you'll see why too, because it's like, fuck. We've seen this happen. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be tough to find, dude. Can't even find his Twitter profile, dude. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I feel like you're spelling his name wrong. It's Chamath, right? Is there an N there? I don't know. I think so. Oh, here it is. Haha, Chamath. Found the the problem. It's you're not the only one who likes to yeah. fix problems, dude. I'm assuming it's a, a it's a recent tweet, right? There it yeah, is. There it is. All right, let's play it in its full glory. It's only 44 seconds. 
What's up, fam? <laughs> Generative you know AI this. getting all the Steve love. Williamson. Nice to meet you. Mary right. Woodbury. Nice, nice to meet you. Jay Martell. Nice to meet you, sir. Tasha Robbins. Come on. Come on. AI come enabled. On. <laughs> of course, AI getting all the love, dude. And then watch this. Emily George. Metaverse platform. <laughs> Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> Nobody wants no Metaverse platforms no more, dude. Custom large language doing? model, dude. All in. Yeah. All in, of course. About that. Uh, Superconductors. <laughs> Basically NVIDIA, right? Yeah. Starting from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. 15-minute delivery app. <laughs> NFTs. NFTs. AI rapper. See, this is this is a regular project, but with AI on it. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, yeah. This is like a pivot. It's like somebody yeah. like pivoted to AI. It's like you know what? You're into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So that's 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 pretty accurate. That's the state of like the VC environment. You know. Uh, but you know what? Three or four years ago, though. Exactly. Yeah. Three or four years ago, it was reverse. They were like giving us NFT. hugs, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Metaverse. You're yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, I remember everyone was like, dude, this is like the next thing. Yeah. You know, entertainment, finance, everything's going to be revolutionized. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The narrative sold himself. Correct. And then, of course, VC money fucking poured in like a fucking. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you want to pour it in. Yeah. And as quickly as it poured in, it poured out. Yeah. It just seeped out yeah. and went straight to the AI lads. That's you right. know? That's right. So this is how it goes, dude. So. But nonetheless, there is, you know, it's going to come back. Yeah, it and is. Animoca is exploring. We know there's other entities out there, other big name VCs out there also looking at the ordinal space. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. As of right now, they're just kind of looking because it's definitely still too early. It to is. Like make any kind of like solid commitments, you know? It is. It is very early. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So, all you guys building for Bitmap, dude, and um, ordinals. I mean, Bitmap specifically, because it's tremendous what the community has already kind of like accomplished it is. up until this point. And like the, the, the pace of development is even though, surprising. Even though we predicted everything that's happening, it's still surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the thesis was, you know, this, this Bitmap idea was going to be like the perfect thing to, I guess, galvanize a community yes. of developers to contribute yes. to... This thing called the metaverse, yes, this open metaverse, because yeah, we we understand like the the scope of how, like how much of a, yeah. of a task, like you know, constructing it is. It's, yeah. it's massive, and even if a, a project you know raises a ton of money, hundreds of millions of dollars, and they 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 claim that they're going to build the metaverse, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the right one or mm -hmm. the one that works or the one that gets traction. Of course, yeah, right, and so it needs to be crowdsourced, and we need we need a a framework, a platform to crowdsource the metaverse. Mm. And that's why we we're so bullish on like within 15 minutes of learning bitmap. It's like, yeah. this is it. Yeah. We thought for sure. Like if, if we felt this way about it, then we knew other devs would you yeah. know, also gravitate to it. Yeah. yeah. Cause we can't just keep building these like silos. Yeah. We, we can't, we already know that's a problem. So we're not going to go anywhere yeah. until that, that gets solved. Right. So this yeah. is, without a doubt, our best chance, right? Yeah, and then we have people like Jin who's been building uh, open source metaverses for a, a while now. And um, and it was it was open source. It was like, well, why didn't that catch on? Like, why couldn't people just like leverage open source tools to like make a mm. metaverse? Yeah. And it was largely because we needed some sort of like understanding called standards mm -hmm. that gave everybody a starting point. Mm. And I think that's what Bitmap was. Mm -hmm. 
And so now we can leverage tools like what Jin had provided, source all together, and start building that on top of Bitmap. And all of a sudden, you have equal equal chance to figure out what is going to be that that metaverse thing. What is what's going to be the Twitter of the metaverse, right? Yeah. What's going to be the app, the killer app for the metaverse? Yeah. So we have a chance now. I totally agree. Yeah, like the big, the best thing we could do is just. <clears throat> Figure out these mechanisms to attract as much developer contribution as possible, because all that's going to do is, you know, increase the probability that yeah, the killer breakthrough moment happens as a result. Mm -hmm. Right? You increase the the the, the likelihood, the chance. Yeah, like the participation goes up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, probability of a uh, you know eureka moment goes right. goes up as well. So that's what Bitmap enables, in, in our opinion. Yeah, and there's no better environment than you know Bitcoin itself to kind of like get yeah. get this ball rolling. Yeah, which yeah. chain is better than Bitcoin, dude? It's not Ethereum, TJ. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, you're gonna make some enemies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> These Ethereum guys are no joke, dude. They'll fucking kill you. <laughs> they'll, they'll, I can tell. They'll take you down, dude. Yeah. Like at the next conference. Yeah. Shit. You have to like somehow. You're gonna be the one walking around in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You gotta protect your identity, dude. Now, I dude. feel like John Wick out there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just slaying all the ETH boys, dude. Yeah, dude. Damn. I didn't know you had it in you, dude. I told you Bitcoin was interesting. It's been interesting. Now it's just like obvious. Yeah. It was a total snooze fest, dude, <laughs> without a doubt. But right now, yeah, it is the most interesting. I, and probably, I feel like probably, I don't know, maybe moving forward. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Ethereum is not, it's not like it's everything else sucks all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. Like they still provide tremendous value in all this. So. Sure. Sure. Now, you know, the ecosystem has just expanded a little bit more. Yeah. It's just a little bit more snoozy over there. Uh, potentially, <laughs> I mean, they're doing big things, dude. Big things. Uh, you know, speaking about big things, we should probably look into Ethereum and see what what is happening, because <laughs> it's, it's not a bad idea, dude. It's, I thought everything paused whenever Ordinals came out. I it, thought they hit pause over there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Everyone's just like watching now, right? Yeah, it's like everyone cease all building. It's like <laughs> this Ordinals thing is happening. Like, right. it's, yeah. That's not a bad idea, but we've had this discussion like, or like we polled our communities. Like, do you guys want us to just stay? In and it was 50-50. <laughs> I know, right? But so how do we finesse this? There was someone else who asked the same question for their community and it was also 50-50. I think yeah, and I think like whenever Jake interviewed us, he kind of like was asking like like how do we figure out like yeah, our like balance or our niche, I guess. Like how do you know, but I guess the response is we kind of just go wherever our interest takes us. That's that's exactly right. And I yeah. think whatever is interesting to us, we think would be interesting to other people. And we could be I think so. totally wrong. <laughs> I feel like for sure, but I definitely feel like uh, this because we've been on that that pathway for like our whole you know podcast existence for four years roughly. Yeah, and yeah, we've we've hit like different tranches yeah. you know we, you know we were just kind of like coasting along we found DeFi, yeah you know and then like the early i guess audience was like dude DeFi is cool you right know? right and then we kind of like started moving around a little bit more once you know we figured out you know DeFi doesn't have any tokens so like fuck this shit and you we, know <laughs> we found we found cyber truck cyber truck for one video oh yeah <laughs> one video dude yeah. let's live stream the cyber truck that's true yeah yeah our interest went that way it, dude, I'm so glad we captured that our live reaction, right? 
So what? Are, yeah, I mean, so what are we saying here? Do we want to get to the stage like at some point, like as a channel, as as content creators, so like we could like just talk about anything? Wouldn't that be nice? It would be. Yeah. I think I the takeaway is just talk about what you uh, what you like. Yeah, I think so. Not trying to like refine ourselves to like this corner, just because you know. But but then you know we have you guys listening and watching this because you're deeply engaged on this ordinals movement, right? Yeah, and then if if we just talk about anything, we we become more like personalities, and I don't know if I really <laughs> jive with that. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, uh, what's wrong you, with that? Remember dude? what happened with like Ethan, Ethan Klein? Oh, HHC. Like yeah. that used to be like the most hilarious YouTube channel ever, and mm -hmm. then he got so big, and then now he was like talking about nothing. Yeah, he turned into like a political shill, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah, which, I don't know where you go from from there, like a comedy channel to like how, how do you make more comedy? Like that's hard to do. Yeah, exactly. He's like, so um, he had to pivot. He pivoted to basically, yeah, it's like whatever, whatever he's interested in that moment. It's like, yeah, this is the content. Correct. Of the day. Correct. So yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess what he was interested in, I was not interested in. So exactly. So, so yeah. you you he lost the viewer. Correct. He lost an audience member. Correct. So it's kind of like you know. If we on this perpetual like slither where we're just like looking for other things to be interested in, but before you know what we're talking about, like fucking, I don't know. We have like a future president, <laughs> a future president in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, we're talking politics like yeah. nonstop, dude. Nah, I, I, then, like, I, everyone who's like been watching us for years, like, what the fuck happened to these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they talking about you know the presidential race and like live streaming debates and yeah. shit? Like all of a yeah. sudden, we're. That's what I mean. Like so. It is definitely like a weird equilibrium. Yeah, but we're, yeah, we're we're talking about ordinals versus Ethereum, right? So I mean, yeah, it's not that stretch. It's not that <laughs> big of a stretch. That's <laughs> true, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's gonna be interesting things happening on Ethereum. We had Frentech there for like a week, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, TJ? It was yeah. a week. Yeah, I remember Frentech. <laughs> that was fucking great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frentech. Yeah, we have Ethscriptions. You know, so much okay, shit yeah. is actually happening on there. Tom? Yeah, Tom, out, Tom is going Tom. ham, dude. He's already got like a whole fucking virtual machine deployed, yeah, dude. he does. <laughs> but we're not talking about it because, you know, it's not ordinals. Huh. So fade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm getting. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're doing the right thing. Like, Because ultimately, like this whole Web3 thing is going to be multi-chain without a doubt. Yeah, that's the future, right? So it's like maybe not, you know, being too uber focused on like one chain. Yeah, I agree. It's probably like not the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. We're probably, what do you guys think in the audience? In the I comments? feel like if I was an audience member and I was watching like our channel. Yeah, this channel, I'd want to know whatever is interesting at the time. Whatever, mm -hmm. what because I, tr I would trust us. I was like, whatever you guys think is interesting, it has to be interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, inscriptions are interesting. They are. Be even though it's not ordinals, but it's still part of this umbrella narrative yeah. of, of DMT. Yeah. And um, digital artifacts, all these things that have the potential to be like the main killer points of like the next bull cycle. Right? Yeah. Like these, are right. The, these are the new innovations emerging. The newness. This is the newness of the Web3 space, right? Right, right. And yeah, even though it originated from Bitcoin and ordinals, doesn't necessarily mean it's just going to stay there. Yeah, correct. You want to see this thing like expand. It's like a little fucking virus, dude. It's spreading around. Yeah, of course. Of course you want to see that. Because then so, yeah, that's, I, that, that virus spreading gets more devs. Yeah. More devs gets more content. Yeah, and more content means... More talking. 
more for YouTube. Us? Yeah, we're, we're talking YouTube for videos. us, dude. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna be talking forever, dude. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. But yeah, man. So I don't know. I just had to like get that out. A little bit of like a, I have like internal conundrums all the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely one of them. You know, because I, as much as I really love and I'm interested in seeing this ordinals thing progress. Yeah. I do feel like a little bit of like a internal like. Um, shame because I feel like we completely abandoned yeah everything that's we've also been deeply engaged with for the last several years you know yeah but, but that's just me dude I'm I'm overly emotional no, I, I definitely stuff. feel that I definitely feel that uh, ETH has a way of pulling you back dude <laughs> always it's trying to suck me back in dude I can feel it once you go Bitcoin you never go back dude <laughs> It's just, it's just how it goes, dude. Wow, dude, that should be a fucking shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that should be a shirt. That's perfect. Let's go Bitcoin. So then, is that what we were doing? We're not going back, or what? Uh, well, I mean, that's what it seems like. I mean, it's not that we won't go back. It's just like what, what's interesting that's like, going on over there. Oh, I'm sure there's a ton, dude. There has to be. We haven't even like we all looked. <laughs> we gotta like spread the curtains a bit dude you know all right if you're in the ethereum ecosystem yeah. and you let us know please oh you know what tau is interesting <laughs> of course yeah Dude, that that's like beyond interesting you're talking about potential right potential yeah yeah of course that's interesting uh that's like you no know. extremely interesting yeah like that that's like bitmap ordinal level interesting i i i totally agree so is uh so is the evolution of DeFi. Where, where, where yeah. is that? Where are they at this <laughs> current moment? Where you know? are you, DeFi? Yeah. What are they up to over there? You know, how are they making DeFi better? Yeah. If, how are we, if they are making it better. They have to be. You think they all just like gave up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Well, the SEC is in the house, dude. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, the SEC has been losing. But anyway, that's for another conversation. Yeah. If you're in Ethereum or Avalanche or any other ecosystem with something interesting happening, mm -hmm. let us know. Yeah. Because if it's interesting, we're definitely going to talk about it. <sighs> we're going to try. Try our best. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. And yeah, hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. Subscribe. Mm -hmm. and, um, and share this with some friends, <laughs> some close friends. <laughs> friends that won't like you know, uh, fade you after watching this video. <laughs> dude, that would be pretty shitty, dude. It's like it's somebody like, suggested our video to a friend. He's like, I lost my friend because of, because you, guys, of you guys. Dude. <laughs> you think I'm a fucking weirdo now, dude. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully that share results in more friends. Yes. And more good times. Yeah. <laughs> more, more happiness. Enjoy all that shit. Dude. All right. That's it for us. I appreciate it. And, um, we'll catch you in the next podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.